reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary? And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Moses reminds the people of the festivals they are to celebrate. Throughout the year, they are to be reminded of what God has done for them and of their salvation history, lest they forget. And they will forget, too, very quickly. But throughout the year, they will have these great festivals to remind them of God's love for them, to remind them of the covenant which they are bound to keep, and to remind them of why they have been formed into a people. And the beginning with Passover, the central event of their history. Well, remember for them, as for us, these events weren't simply past events. They were living them. They were alive. They were real. They were part of them. It's true with us, too. The Church has given us, in her wisdom, events throughout the year that we celebrate. The history of salvation. We enter into those mysteries as a reminder of what God has done and a reminder of the new covenant. Um, We, too, then enter into them not simply as past events but as present ones. Above all, of course, we have something they did not. We have the reality of grace and particularly the reality of God coming in the flesh. So it isn't just enough to remember, but God comes to us in the reality of his incarnation day after day after day to bring us back to the covenant. Our Lord speaks to his own people who won't listen. Uh, They don't listen because they think they know him, but of course they don't know him. They know what they think they know about him, but they really don't know him. And we are told that he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. And we see that in our world too. Uh, We don't see mighty mighty deeds here because of the lack of faith of our own world. Which brings us to today's saint, patron saint of parish priests, St. John Mary Vianney. He was born in 1786 and whose life spanned the early part of the 19th century. Uh, most of us have read about his life, or some book, or have heard of him, you know, him fairly well. Uh, he struggled to become ordained because he had trouble with particularly with Latin, but it was eventually ordained. By the way, he was also a shepherd. Once again, we have this idea that so many of the saints were shepherds at one time, and they came to know God alone in the wilderness, and then became a priest, was sent to a small parish, that of ours, where he remained for the rest of his life. He transformed that town, his parish, into an almost monastic environment. It was a very different place. People didn't know what to make of it, 
He was very demanding. At the same time, he was very kind. Um, a rather unusual combination, I suppose, in the minds of some people, and yet that always is necessary if one's going to leave. One has to be kind and yet demanding. Uh, I suppose in some ways we would consider him today to be overly so, uh, but in the era in which he lived, um, he saw what he believed needed to be done and did it, and the people responded to him because of his life. He was attacked often and attacked by the devil uh, physically, uh, and in his rooms the devil would move furniture around and shake things. Uh, in fact, he was once speaking to somebody outside the house and this great rumbling came from upstairs, and they said, what's that? And he said to them, oh, it's only the devil. He didn't take him seriously at all, just brushed him aside, which, which by the way, is probably the best thing to do with the devil. We don't argue with him, we don't talk to him, we just brush him aside, as St. John Vianney did. Uh, but his, he heard confessions, as you know, for hours and hours and hours daily. And um, people came from all over the world, actually all over Europe, uh, to encounter him. You remember the one man who came there, a skeptic who came to ridicule him uh, from Paris. And he went home and they said, what did you find in ours? And they said, he said, I found God in a man. Well, that's how people change things. Uh, I found God in a man. Uh, also, of course, known for his great devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, naturally. Uh, he wouldn't be a saint uh, if he we're not close to the Blessed Sacrament. But, you know, he insisted upon people spending time before the Lord. Uh, I know that I, kept, I keep coming back to that, but I, there will be no great conversion in the church until we, until we understand that. Remember, I've told this story before about the, the man who would spend time sitting in church. And St. John Vianney asked him one day when he came out, what are you doing there? They said, oh, it's very simple. Um, I look at him and he looks at me. That's a very basic description of prayer, simply to be in the presence of God. So we pray today especially for parish priests, that they will have the spirit of St. John Vianney, they will have his courage um, and his perseverance. He wanted to become a Trappist, you know, at one time. And I believe tried on a couple of times to leave, but people wouldn't let him leave even though he wanted to go into contemplative life. One priest once came to him and said, um, he was a teacher, he said, I want to become a contemplative life, a contemplative, and I think it's time now. And St. John Vianney said, no, no, go back and teach. It's far more important that you do that. And he said, well, why do I feel called to the contemplative life? And St. John Vianney said something to the effect of, that sometimes God will cause us to aspire something, to aspire to something to which we are not really called, in order that we can use those elements of that life in the life to which we are called. So he was to use his call to contemplation to enrich his life as a teacher. And that might be true with all of us in different ways. In any event, um, we rejoice in what he has given to us, and we pray that. God will raise up more priests such as he. Let us pray. For Maria Esperanza, for whom this Mass is being offered, we pray to the Lord. 
for the Church throughout the world, especially for all parish priests, diocesan priests. They will have the spirit of St. John Vianney. For the Church suffering, we pray to the Lord. For our nation and all nations of the world, that they will listen to the shepherds in their midst that God sends them. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, they will respond to the grace given to the, given them to, to unite their sufferings to those of the Lord for the sake of his body, the Church. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have wandered from the Eucharist, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially the innocent, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood in the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the spirit of St. John Vianney and the courage for a greater reverence for the missionary nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, like St. John Vianney, they may first of all become saints and then proclaim the kingdom of God to others. We pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for this diocese and for all the parish priests in it, they may have the zeal of St. John Vianney. We pray to the Lord. And for all of us, we will respond to the grace that we have received, respond particularly to the presence of Christ in the Eucharist. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Confessors as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. 